This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Take the North podcast on your Odyssey app. I'm David Haw from the Mullenhaw Show on 670 The Score. Dan Weeder from the Chicago Tribune covers the Bears. And obviously, Dan, we are talking draft. We're going to get into some of the you know, rumors and innuendo and conversation. You had a great interview with Daniel Jeremiah on ChicagoTribune.com. But let's start with the biggest news this week in the National Football League. It has some kind of Bears connection because of the way that Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields have been compared. But Jalen Hurts, five years, $255 million, $179 million guaranteed. The Eagles have their forever quarterback. Yeah, they do. And Jalen Hurts is suddenly the highest paid player in NFL history, short of the three-year anniversary of his draft night. And so the reason it's relevant to me, David, is it tells you how fast the clock ticks in the NFL and how uh, this type of decision is coming for the Bears in one way or another after the 2023 season. No one would have imagined when Jalen Hurts became a you know middle second-round pick three years ago that we'd be talking about him as the highest-played player in league history in three years and yet here we are and and so I I think what's instructive about this is just understanding that the way that the NFL has evolved the way the quarterback business has evolved the end of year three is usually decision time for a lot of teams and and having run the numbers of the last decade or so and seeing where all these first round quarterbacks now again Jalen Hurts was a second round quarterback were after year three and how how organizations pretty much knew one way or another which direction they were going to go. It tells you that uh, everything we've talked about, about 2023 being pivotal and pressure packed for Justin Fields and Ryan Poles and the decision that's coming for the bears. It's all, uh, it's all right in front of us. Before we get to some of those, because those are things, obviously we're looking through everything through a bears prism. Yeah. I love Jalen hurts story because I think that I said this this morning on the radio, but, to me, right now, there are hundreds of quarterbacks in the transfer portal. There are hundreds of others who have yet to be, you know, beaten out, but could be, that are looking at his example. Yeah. And now, not thinking oh, I'm going to go be the richest uh, quarterback in NFL history, but the power of perseverance, the way that you can change the arc of your career if you stick with it. Now, he got benched at Alabama. He was a backup at Alabama. He resurfaced at Oklahoma and, and made himself into an NFL prospect. Passed over in the first round, drafted in the second round, didn't start right away. So all of these things, I mean, it's a coach's dream. It bears repeating. I know we exhausted it during the Super Bowl week, but this guy, this player, epitomizes everything you say when you say, don't, don't get your head down. You, you, this won't last forever. You're only a backup now. Make the most of it. And you know what? He did, and now look at him. 
benched in a national championship game, no less, right? In, in, in the game that uh, made Tua Tagovailoa the, uh, the the legend for Alabama in that championship game. I looked it up, David. Uh, Jalen Hurts was picked 53rd overall on day two of the 2020 draft. One pick after the Rams took Cam Akers and one pick ahead of the Bills taking A.J. Epinesa. So that tells you the range he was in <laughs> going into that draft three years ago. And now here he is. He's climbed the mountain. Uh, he has now reached the, the 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 mountaintop of the money mountain for quarterbacks temporarily because we know there's a kid yeah. in Cincinnati who's going to reset that bar really quickly. Uh, Jalen Hurts may be the highest paid player in, in NFL history for six or seven weeks before the Bengals go uh, break into their uh, into their vault and, and and do the same for for Joe Burrow. But you bring up some really compelling points about just the the human side of this story and the perseverance and the attitude. And, and the one thing you've heard about Jalen Hurts throughout the entirety of his football life is how well-liked he is, how resilient he is, how quickly he can kind of reset and turn the page. There's rewards for that. Obviously, in this case, it's the biggest possible reward for an NFL quarterback. And, you know, I think Lamar Jackson could learn from Jalen Hurts' example. He has representation. Nicole Lynn is his agent. Historic uh, day for her as well just because of the nature of the negotiation, the size of the contract. But you've got Lamar Jackson out there. You've got Joe Burrow out there. You've got Justin Herbert out there. All yeah. three of those contracts may end up being larger than this one, but it doesn't really matter. Jalen Hurts doesn't really care about those things. He has the security that he has sought and that he has earned. Now, as for the Bears parallels, I, I think that it's obvious because, let's face it, we have to carry this through. We spent all season long hoping – and maybe talking optimistically about this idea that Jalen Hurts can be what, or, you know, Justin Fields can be what Jalen Hurts is. There's a problem, though, with the difference in franchises. There's yeah. a problem, though, because Jalen Hurts got his team to a Super Bowl and was an MVP contender. So I understand why we are, what we, we have to go through this mental exercise, but I don't know if the comparisons are as apt as, they, as, as you might want them to be because of just the realities of how different the franchises and situations are. Oh, there's no question about that. And I want to be very clear with what I'm saying, that I'm not making a direct Justin Fields-Jalen Hurts comparison and saying that, you know, a year from now, J Justin Fields is potentially positioned to be the highest paid player in NFL oh, I history. Yeah. I think the the, 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 the the compelling point for me is the idea that that, you know, at the end of year three, you need to know which direction you're going with your quarterback. And so whatever feelings Ryan Poles has right now about the flashes of promise that uh, Justin Fields has whatever feelings he has about the deficiencies that he showed as a passer and, and, a, and a decision maker and and speeding up the clock uh, and having pocket presence. Those all have to crystallize here in the next really, you know, nine months as we look at the calendar and the Bears have to have a very clear cut answer on who they believe Justin Fields is and who they believe he is going to be. Because when you make that decision, there are monetary uh, ramifications to that. As, as Jalen Hurts showed, there's a, a, a bank that you're going to have to open up to pay your forever quarterback if that's who you deem him to be. And if you deem him to not be that way, well, now you go into the 2024 offseason in a very uncertain and uncomfortable place trying to figure out what the new pivot point is. You know, and so you look like when you go down the list of quarterbacks, you know, I, I started with the CBA uh, of 2011, the Cam Newton year where, you know, it was Newton and, and, and Locker and Gabbert and Ponder and went all the way through. And you, you look at where guys are at the end of year three. It's usually pretty telling. The only guy I could find who was kind of a like not really sure about is uh, Daniel Jones. 
uh, to some extent, Blake Bortles, who, who ended up having a really good year uh, in pushing the Jaguars forward uh, during his his kind of, you know, I, I don't know if you call it a breakout year as much as just a, a, his career year. But Daniel Jones is one of these outliers or a guy who had his fifth year option turned down, you know, got a regime change with Brian Dable and Joe Shane, played really well, helped the Giants in the playoffs, got a surprise road playoff win and then cashed in this offseason with his own deal. But that's the the exception more than the rule. And so you better you better have an understanding of, of what this evaluation in 2023 is for Ryan Poles on Justin Fields. That's great research. But Dan, don't you feel like and I don't want to I don't want to put words in your mouth. Let me rephrase that. To me, I think that almost the exception is what Justin Fields is closer to uh, being right now than the rule. I, I think it's easier for me to envision the Bears after the third season not being certain that they're going to pay between 40 and $50 million a year to this quarterback. I, I mean, I, I, both things are possible. Everything is possible at this point in time. But I, I just don't know that given where the Bears are as a team, so you're going to tell me a year from now. And maybe this is this would be a great problem for Kevin Warren, who just took over to, to have with Ryan Poles, is to discuss is Justin Fields worth – a 40 to $45 million a year contract. That will have meant two things. You have gotten to the playoffs and he has played at a Pro Bowl caliber or better level. And if those two things come true, then there are no qualms with having that conversation because that is the price of playing poker and you are worth what the marketplace dictates and says you are worth. But Dan, realistically, are the Bears close to being a playoff team no. right now? I don't think so. Nope. It, Justin Fields is closer to playing at that level despite mm. that the case, but I don't know about that either. So right. I almost think we're closer to Justin Fields following the path that Daniel Jones has traveled than Jalen Hurts because of the realities with him being a second-round pick and Hurts having to have the decision come quicker. Daniel Jones had to have a prove-it year last year, and he did. And so maybe Justin Fields is looking more at that reality. I don't disagree with anything you just said. And just trying to set the timeline for where um, this thing is likely headed in terms of the importance of the evaluation in this upcoming year to try to figure out which direction you feel like you're going with this quarterback. Because look, we're talking about maybe 54 weeks from now, the Bears have to make a, a hard and fast decision on whether to guarantee Justin Fields' fifth-year option which would be for 2025. And that's going to be somewhere in the ballpark when, uh, when the numbers are all sorted out of $25 million for two seasons up the road beyond the, the one that he just played. Right. Like, and so, so that is a, a financial decision that is, is, it's not knocking on Ryan Poles' door just yet, but it's certainly down the hall, you know? And so now you, you, you have to, to, to feel like, okay, if we do turn down the fifth year option on a quarterback, it's very rare that that quarterback then suddenly has that emergence and then becomes the guy that gets the second contract with you. I mean, the numbers True. that I, that I, I broke down, it was uh, from 2011 to 2019 with 28 quarterbacks taken in the first round, only 10 of them, David got second contracts with the team that drafted them. That hold is on, like hold on, hold on. eye popping statistic, 28 quarterbacks. Drafted in the first round since 2011. 2011 to 2019. Okay, so that eight-year span. And, and how nine, many of Nine them drafts. Nine drafts. How many of those quarterbacks got second contracts? 10 of 28? 10 with, with, with Lamar still pending, right? I think we think wow. he's going to be number 11. Yeah, okay. But but he, he's still pending. But, that, I mean, that, that just tells you that, like, okay, you know, <laughs> that's a, a high miss rate well, on quarterbacks. And then, then you've got two guys. 
they got quarterbacks with, with, with their original team, Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, who got kicked out the door pretty quickly after signing those new contracts. The irony of that, of course, is that the Rams and the Eagles went on to pivot to new quarterbacks and win Super Bowls. Right. right? And so, so, so that's a weird path <laughs> toward winning a Lombardi trophy, but it just tells you just how, how uncertain this quarterback game is. And I think one of the points that got misconstrued in the um, hysteria and tension of, of the fall of 2022 that you and I were trying to make consistently is <laughs> there, there is no, we definitely have him, you know, H1M him. Like this is a, a position where it is very rare that you get him. And even sometimes when you think you have him, he goes somewhere, whatever, you know, the point I'm trying to make here yeah. is it just, it, it sets up for what we've been talking about all along is that 2023 has to, to some degree, become a defining year in Justin Fields' career. And I think that uh, along with that comes the the reality that he's playing for a contract, but not necessarily that contract. Sure. I don't, I don't envision him being in a, in a position to get Jalen Hurts-like money a year from now, even if he plays, you know, as well as uh, – or well enough for them to commit to him with that kind of – Financial, those kind of financial resources. It's right. crazy what quarterbacks cost these days, but we all understand the importance of the position and it's being bared out in this kind of, you know, inflation, if you will. So yeah, he's playing for a second contract, but I just don't know if we can say right now what the size of that second deal will be. And it's, it's going to be also, Dan, I think we always, when we talk about what's at stake next year, we have to keep reminding people that the Bears in some ways have protected themselves against the possibility or they've prepared themselves for the possibility that he might not be the guy who deserves or the willing to invest in the second contract because they have two first round draft picks. Because now with after the trading down, that was one of the beauties of that deal is that they yes. gave him two first rounders in 2024. Well, and that's part of my point is that your other business decisions are uh, hinging on what your evaluation of your current starting quarterback is. And, and look, like we're going to let that evaluation play out. There's going to be 17 weeks a game or 18 weeks a game, 17 Bears will play in and, and they'll, they're going to have to uh, show us who this quarterback is and what they've done to surround him with with support and talent and, and get us a, a comprehensive evaluation. I'll give you one last little uh, trivia nugget here. There's 28 quarterbacks drafted between 2011 in 2019, here are the five that made it to a sixth season, starting with the team that drafted them: Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, Ryan Tannehill, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Wow, that's great <laughs> research. Have you published that anywhere yet? Are you going to on Chicago? Bits and pieces in my in my okay. column for, for today, and then there's some other nuggets here that will be so sprinkled in as we go. This will be on ChicagoTribune.com for people to find. Correct. Because I, I want that to be clear, and I also want to know where to steal it for the morning show. There you go. So, I mean, and I will definitely attribute you. Um, anytime I can plug the podcast. I, I just think that it, to, to, to close the loop on this conversation before we move on to draft stuff, I do think that what we talked about it places, you know, an enormous amount of pressure, you could say, on Justin Fields and what's at stake in 2023. But I don't think that he's the kind of guy that, number one, doesn't already put that kind of pressure on himself. And he's not the kind of guy that is going to have anything, I think, change or be affected by the financial realities that exist or surround his performance next season. I just think he is wired the right way in that he sure. will, he'll hold himself accountable and he's going to play 
like he's going to play regardless of the potential payoff. Well, one of the things I love about Justin Fields is, uh, to your point, he's not he's not playing for a payday. He's playing to win. He's playing for the guys in the locker room. And one of the things that everyone in House Hall last year sort of praised him for is that connection to the group. You know, that, that means something to Justin. This isn't a me sport for him. It's always been, what can I do uh, with guys that I, that I enjoy being with to elevate them, to elevate us? And th- that's one of the special qualities that Justin Fields has. Well, now it's got a result in passing production that doesn't leave you with a historically bad passing offense. And it's got to, you know, I mean, honestly, this, this is where we're at now. And year three, um, you know, is a sink or swim year in a lot of ways. Uh, to this discussion, but there, I mean, to your, the, the wiring again, like that box is checked. It's highlighted. There's a Sharpie around it. No, no problems with any of that. And just for the record, I want to note this point in time at 1616 of this podcast, we did refer to a, a quarterback who had a historically bad passing season, potentially earning $50 million a year next season or next year. Or signing or, that contract, or, yeah, or, or at least, yeah. or at least having discussions. You yeah. know, what a league! That's what I'm saying. It, what moves a at, it moves at a breakneck speed sometime, and you better have the the harness on and the seatbelt buckled, and and just yeah. be ready to ride the roller coaster. Life comes at you fast, and it will be for a lot of people getting drafted on April 27th.